Hey everybody, welcome to the GMB Fitness Show. This is Jarlo. I'm uh, real happy to have my friend JC Dean on. Just like everything else on the internet, we've been friends for a few years, but haven't met in real life. This is the way it goes, right? Yeah. JC, uh, we met, man, through Andy a few years ago. Wrote a guest post for him on the squat for his site some years ago. That was fun because that, that's my favorite thing. I know we do a lot of the gymnastics and body movement stuff for GMB, but you know I've been in love with the barbell squat since I was like 12 years old. So that was a real fun thing to do for, for JC. Um, JC's really helpful in his content and his writing for uh, physique transformation, you know, building muscle, losing fat, all of that stuff. Which is a little bit different than what we, uh, you know, what we put out, but it fits in really well with uh, with our uh, ethos of of sustainable work. You know, ma- building your habits, fitting fitness into your lifestyle, not making it into a fitness lifestyle, and that's why we wanted to have JC on our on our show. Uh, JC, give me a little bit more about uh, what you've been up to, what you've been doing. Sure. So I've mostly been working on uh, getting some new stuff out there in terms of um, fat loss material. Um, my book, Stay Leaner Longer, we're getting ready to make that uh, available through the Kindle market, which is something we haven't done before. And uh, I'm actually working right now on finishing a new fat loss course that hopefully will be available um, in the next four weeks or so. That's a, you know, what I really liked is that you've been kind of doing things for a lot of different sources. I mean, you've written for like men's health magazine, bodybuilding.com, but also a lot of these other, uh, other sources that are maybe a little less conventional, you know, for, um, for, uh, women's markets and, and, uh, and also just in general, getting people just to get moving. And, and what I really like is a lot about the, the psychology of, of things. You've been really tuned into that. And I found that, I find that even more helpful than the real specific, like, you know, how to lift weights, how to, how to diet, that type of thing. What would you say that's uh, something that you really enjoy doing? Yeah, I think so. The more I got into coaching people and training individuals and just reading what people are kind of saying online and kind of figuring out what they're looking for. Uh, the more I got into the psychology stuff, the more I realized that uh, understanding your wants and needs and and the psychology behind decisions and why you make certain decisions and and even getting into habit formation, I realized that was probably more important than just telling someone do three sets of 10 of squats three times a week and you're going to change your body. And, and yeah, I, I really enjoy reading about the psychology and I'm really into um, biases or biases that we have. And I like to help people understand that a lot of times the reason they, maybe they go after a certain routine or Maybe they go after a certain look or a certain program or product or you can even say a promise if you want. They're, they're attracted to something. Um, it's usually not necessarily due, like it's not in their best interest. Um, and I like to help people understand that, you know, a 30-day transformation challenge seems amazing. 
Um, and it's, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but what you might do in that 30 days to hit a certain point is probably, probably not practical nor even doable uh, over 12 months. And I really enjoy helping people kind of peel back those layers that they didn't know were there. And then they start to realize, oh, wow, this is, this is definitely a, a lifestyle thing that I should think about instead of a summer shred when I'm just trying to get as lean and peeled as possible and undo it all from September to December. Right, right. You know, there's a lot of stops and starts in all of this when, we, um, when we're working on something, whether it's performance, right, you want to get stronger or, or do something better for, for an activity you like, or, or whether it's uh, trying to transform your body. Maybe, you, you know, you want to get a little bit leaner than, than you are right now, or you want to build some muscle. And I like what you're talking about with biases. So it's almost like um, you make a decision, right? You, you've, you've, you're in the situation and you're like, oh, okay, now I need to get in shape. Something happened, right? And and then so you go into it with, okay, so I'm going to Google 30-day fat shredding transformation. So, you know, what it is that, what is it that you're really looking for? Is it, is it that? I mean, it, it just makes sense that, okay, yeah, I want to lose some fat. I want to build some muscle. That, you know, that's my thing, right? I'm going to, and I want to do that. But I like what you said about, you know, what's the deeper reason for it? And, you know, how can you make this, something that you can keep up, you know, and if you don't have that kind of insight into why exactly you want to do it, then it's not going to last long at all. Yeah. And I also like people to understand too, that the people that they look up to us, whether it be you and I, or whether it be their favorite Instagram model or whoever it is that inspires them to make those changes and, and achieve a certain look or feel a certain way. I love to help people understand that, that that particular end goal or whatever it is they want, that person got that through repetition and a long time doing what they're doing and lots of work and dedication. They didn't get that look from a 30-day plan. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it was, it was years of hard work put into that. And I like to help people understand too that you know, if you want to look and feel a certain way, it, it means drastic, you know, it, it can mean a drastic change. It doesn't have to happen all at once, but it, it means a change over the long term. And I think when people really start to get on board with that, then they start to understand that uh, you don't have to be perfect in the beginning. Because if, you, if you're going to lose, you know, like 20 pounds on a 30-day shred or whatever you're doing that's you gotta you gotta make the stars align just perfectly to make those types of things happen and a in lot that of time, amount of time right in that exactly amount, right. and and i also like to help people uh i'm gonna throw this out there you know the whole survivorship bias right um you know one of the things i think is always interesting is people will see you know before and after testimonials of of you know five or different five or ten different before and after pictures and they see, oh, well, so-and-so lost 15 pounds on 30 days. So-and-so lost 10 pounds. And I always like to help people understand, well, those are probably the people that survived. Those are not the people that tried it and only lost five pounds or, or quit after the first week because they just couldn't sustain it. Or, 
something came up with work or their job or, or, you know, a family situation and they couldn't get to the gym five days a week like the plan recommended. So there's all these different things. So 100 people may have done this 30-day challenge and only eight made it out with, you know, incredible results. Well, what, what happened to the other people? Those people aren't really reported on, right? Because, you know, that's, no one wants to see someone lost, you know, two pounds in 30 days because <laughs> it's not, it doesn't sell too well. But people don't, people don't often realize that, you know, the, they don't know about the survivorship bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're necessarily going to see these extreme outliers because, you know, like you said, that's what sells. But also, yeah, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> the, the truth and the honesty of it is just maybe a little too much. And it's not saying that, uh, you know, everything is dishonest. All of this marketing is dishonest. But, but what it is, is is you need a hook, right? You need some, you need some kind of inspiration. And it's not necessarily... Uh, lying to provide that but it definitely doesn't uh provide the whole truth right the whole the whole honest uh reaction of everything you know everybody doing this and and that's why you have like a hundred people trying it right that's why you have uh, when you have your clients right when you have your people that you're taking through your programs and and you've done it for so many years now and you have all of this uh you know data all of these uh these people that you've worked with and all of the experiences they've had and, and then you're working with them. So you've learned from that too, right? You, you needed all of these things and then you can, you can provide that later on, but it's not like you had like a couple guys making these extreme changes and they're like, okay, I'm going to make everybody just like that. Right. Right. That's exactly right. And I think the important thing to know about that, I, I love what you said about how it's, it's not lying. You, you definitely need inspiration. And the inspiration and the motivation is really important in the beginning. You know, that belief that you can make a drastic change in a, t- in a certain time period is really important because that creates some buy-in on that person's part to change. Because let's face it, you and I know after working with lots of people, Getting people to move more, getting people to move in a certain way, getting people to change the way they eat, it can be pretty hard for a lot of people because you're asking them to change something about themselves that they haven't, you know, that they've, that's been different for a long period of time. And so it's really important to help people get motivated and, and get them, get them to buy in. But I also think it's really important to understand that you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to have an incredible transformation over 30 days. What matters most is that you put your best effort in, you give it all you have, and you do your best to make those subtle changes. So when you look back in 12 months, you'll be incredibly happy that you took that first step to start watching your diet and training three times a week. You know, you may not, you may not be on the, the wall of fame or whatever you want to you want to call it but it doesn't really matter what matters is that you get started you get going and you keep going and a lot of times um, that that seems to be the hardest thing especially in the beginning people expect something drastic it doesn't happen and then they either just give yeah they just give up or they get frustrated and what you were saying earlier about working with all these different people and and seeing how it works in the real world, you're totally right. Like I can show you dozens of people who 
followed the program exactly laid as it was laid out, did everything I asked of them, stayed in touch with me. We did, you know, really good work together. And the results were like fantastic. It was like the perfect plan at the perfect time, the perfect macros, the perfect stress levels, everything just worked. And then there are other people who are putting in equal amounts of effort, equal amounts of work, doing their best. And there's just, it's just not working as well for them. It's still working, but there's also, everyone comes to the plate with a different set of circumstances. Some people really need to change some dietary habits and some things are hard to shake. You know, I worked with people for, for three or four months before they finally start to understand how important it is to track your nutrition. And until that happens, there's kind of a barrier there to, to make more progress. But getting to that point can take some people, you know, a lot longer than others. And that's totally fine. It doesn't, doesn't matter one way or the other. It just matters that it happens. Right. And I, I think that's important, too, is people have to see that, like these other stories of, of people having a hard time because it's, um, it's important to see because it's, it's natural to be frustrated, right? And, and a month in the whole scheme of things isn't very long. Like when you're talking about years and years of, of work that it takes when you see these kind of Instagram models or you see, you know, people on Facebook when they're, you know, they're perfect abs and all that. That's not a month, right? And it takes years and years, but a month in real time when you're just starting out, that's a long time, right? I yeah, think. especially especially doing stuff that's asked of you that you've never done in the past. Right, exactly. Because that's a lot. Because 30 days, you know, that's three four meals a day, whatever, watching what you eat, you know, if it, if it's three times a week, right? That's like 12, you know, you got to make sure you got everything going. And that's hard because it's really easy to be kind of so micro-focused. You're like, oh man, today I got to do this. I got to do that. And and not just having someone tell you like us, we can just tell these people, oh yeah, you got to, you got to keep going, you know, don't worry about being perfect. And it's easy, it's easy for us to say, but it's, it's, I think it's so much harder for them to kind of internalize that and it's so important for them to see that other people are having these issues too. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important sometimes to you know, well, it's at all times. It's important at all times to get um, accountability and support. Now, where you get it from is up to you, you know, whether you do a program like the programs that you guys have. I know you guys have a support forum and which is so important for a lot of people. Um, having, you know, programs where you can be in a Facebook group and talk to people, or if you just go to the gym and you have a gym buddy, whatever it is, having that accountability and support is so important. And I think a lot of times people miss out on that because they don't realize that, hey, this is, you know, this, this is changing key parts of yourself that, you know, something has to give for you to make this progress. And, um, probably six or eight months ago, I published um, some, some client case studies. And I chose to publish these because they weren't your typical, you know, look, this person lost 20 pounds in 12 weeks and got shredded. It was how Stephanie lost 13 pounds in nine months. <laughs> and, and, you know, we told her story and we told, you know, what was going on and how she pushed really hard and got a handle on her eating and you know, if someone just reads the headline, they're like, big deal, 13 pounds, you know, whatever. But they look at the pictures and they read the story and they read how she trained and how she managed everything. And then they see, whoa, there's quite a bit of difference just in that 13 pounds lost and how much she, 
gained in terms of knowledge and strength and mobility and all these things in that time period. And uh, it was a pretty good response. I was I, I published it, you know, with the intent of helping people kind of see what happens for I would say a majority of people who who really try to take on some massive changes with training and nutrition. And uh, it was it was pretty cool. The response was was good. To it, it was totally different than you know, hey, look at this, you know page full of testimonials of before and afters and right right and uh you know just a little byline no and i love that i mean yeah, i've been following you for years and one of the best things that i think that you've written that really resonated with me because i read all of these fitness things like every day of course it's my job and you know been interested in it since i was a kid and then for me the stuff that really hits home are these uh these lessons that you talk about like you know, getting this the word out to people that you don't have to be perfect, but also doing it in a way that you know really fits in with them. Because again, we can hear all this stuff over and over again, but you know, you have to present it in a lot of different ways for people to really kind of get it. And, and and that's what I really like about your writing, and it makes sense. And and for you, I think um, if we can talk a little bit more about you, you know, you've kind of gone through that yourself, right? I, yeah. I love that whole former fat boy syndrome stuff that's one of my favorite things yeah it, it I'm, I'm glad I wrote about that it, it got me some attention in men's health initially with uh with an interview and um it was uh it was a struggle I mean I I grew up like when I was really young um in elementary school I was pretty overweight and you know some people go through that some people are overweight when they're young and then kind of grow out of it or they stay overweight and I didn't start to grow out of um, being overweight until I got into middle school and I started to be more active with athletics. And, but I remember, I mean, I remember it clear as, as you know, it was yesterday, but I just remember so many parts of my childhood where I was, where I was really frustrated with being a fat kid. And, and I, I remember wearing like men's large t-shirts when I was like eight years old because I thought that the big t-shirt would hide the fact that I was chubby. And so I still have some of those old like athletic shirts and shorts from then that I could still wear now. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just like, I, I, and you know, my mom was really supportive. She was like, you know, you can wear whatever you want to wear, whatever makes you feel good. And of course, you know, having that support was really, really important. And I also remember too, as a, as a kid, um, asking my mom if I could go on a diet and she, she, uh, you know, my mom's very smart and, and knew what was best for me and she knew how it would go. So she gave me this, uh, this so-called food combining, um, diet and you had to eat a certain type of food, um, every like two or three hours. And, and it was, it was supposed to be a plan where the foods combined exactly in a perfect way to make you lose weight. So there was two things, there were two things going on there. Number one, it was incredibly hard to follow. Right. <laughs> and two, the foods were disgusting. Like, like at the time, um, I was like, I had an, I don't know, I went through this phase where I had this aversion to like everything that wasn't like a, a ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> and so, um, it was like a can of tuna and, and saltine crackers was like your first meal. Oh man. And I remember trying to crack, I remember cracking open the tin of, of tuna 
and I couldn't get it past, like I just couldn't get past the smell. Oh man. And I was like, okay, dieting sucks. This is not <laughs> what I want to do. And I was, I was like nine or 10, you know? Right. And, um, so that was like the first, like one of the, you know, most clear memories I have of like just hating it. And then I also hated going to the pool. Like I hated taking my shirt off when I was younger. But then I, um, you know, then I went through school, got, got really involved in athletics and football and baseball and playing all the sports. And um, when I got through middle school and high school, um, I blossomed into a fairly good athlete, you know, a fairly decent athlete and uh, really enjoyed it. Um, but I, you know, I, I started to, to change my shape. And then um, I got into college and I dieted down for the very first time and saw my abs for the first time and that was when it hit me that fitness and nutrition and health stuff was really really powerful and I was 19 at the time and I realized that whoa with dedication with focus with time and effort you could change your body just like that same equation helps you win football games or helps you win baseball games um, but the, the difference was your focus was directed on yourself rather than trying to be better for your teammates so your team could win. And that was kind of what um, the former fat boy syndrome was kind of born out of because even though I had changed my shape, I was still very hung up on that whole idea of seeing a fat person in the mirror. And so that led me to really think about you know, the changes that were happening in reality, but the things that you still hold on to based on your experiences, you know, from, you know, your past. And, uh, yeah, like writing, you know, the whole former fat boy series on my site was, uh, was pretty cool because it, I had a lot of guys reach out to me, you know, after I had written that, even to this day, people are like, wow, you know, I read that and, it changed the way I thought about my training and it changed the way I thought about how I did things. And, um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. And, and, you know, I totally lived it. So I mm-hmm. felt pretty congruent with writing about it. Right. I mean, that's the whole point of, uh, of, of, of a real genuine, you know, authentic, you know, author, right. You're not just making this up. It's not just something that you've seen other people with. And then, and then that's why people resonate and what I like it too is that you, you've turned it. It can be both a positive and a negative thing, right? You know, you you looked at yourself, and and this is what you know. You when you go in depth about it, you you knew you you got to that kind of adult college level, and you're like, it can be really self centered, right? When when you think about it, you're like, oh, I'm going to work on myself and work my body, and it it seems self centered. But when you look at it in terms of the body image issues, right, like how, how you approach that, your, your childhood, what you want out of yourself, it, it's not so selfish when you think about it in a positive way. The negative aspects are, and you've talked about this too, is like when you get so hung up on this image, right? And then, then you're looking at um, obsessive compulsive habits and, and all of these things and never being satisfied and then course that brings into a, a lot of different issues and you know that that's also in part of why people end up not being uh consistent with what they do right you get like you have three four months where you're just working hard at it then something happens right something happens and then you, you just stop and you know that's not that's not healthy at all for you 
So that's what I really liked about it for, for me because I was never that fat kid, right? I was kind of the other thing. I was like skinny, you know, always wanting to gain weight, you know, that type of thing. But those, those things are just the same side of the, you know, different sides of the same coin, right? Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very much the same, you know, anytime you're trying to make a change, whether it be trying to get bigger because you've been a skinny kid or trying to get lean because you were a fat kid, there, there are so many things that go into that. And I love what you said that it can, it can become kind of a self-sabotaging thing. Uh, you work so hard and you push so hard for a certain result and you might go, months without really seeing a huge change and a lot of times you know I think as humans and just being emotional beings we tend to we kind of tend to listen a little bit too much to to those emotions and we kind of let them dictate how we act and how we feel and I think it's okay you know you got to feel those emotions like we're emotional beings for a reason but you know you kind of got to realize too that that if, if you've been working really hard for four months, you've been doing something for four months, if you just quit and you go back to your old habits, you're going to undo a lot of that, that progress. So you might as well find a way to keep on keeping on. And when people ask me to this day, they say, how do you maintain a training habit? I have such a hard time, you know, maintaining a workout schedule. I'll, I'll, I'll do really well for four to six weeks and then I just something happens and I fall off the bandwagon and I don't go for a month. And my answer is always, this is just something I have done for so long that I can't imagine my life without it. I can't imagine, I can't imagine having a, a week or, or a month that I don't do something physically active. Yeah, I mean, I may take a deliberate time period off, but that's usually always planned and scheduled and before long, I'm ready to be at the park doing chin-ups or, you know, in the gym training or whatever. And so I think, I think uh, that whole um, ability for us to sabotage ourselves is huge. And I think if you can just understand what's going on, it may not be super easy to, to understand what's happening in the moment. But you will start, you know, over time, you will see the clues and you will see what's going on. And when you feel like giving up or you feel like quitting, you can be like, okay, I've trained the last six months. Maybe I haven't made as much progress as I wanted, but if I quit now, I surely won't see the results I want. And I'll only wish that I had to kept going. And for me, that always tends, that used to always tend or still keeps, keeps me in check. Right. right. Uh, yeah. No, and that goes back to the beginning uh, when we were talking, when you were saying about your biases, right? What it, you have to kind of take some time to analyze, you know, what are you doing this for, right? And what does it really mean to you to, to get into these habits of, of exercising and, and being a little bit more careful about what you're eating? You know, not like so nitpicky that you're weighing everything you eat. You know, that's another thing too. And we always, at GMB, we always talk about that. It's like, well, you you need to make a change. You know that's why you're here. That's why we're doing this. That's why we're trying to help you. But you gotta find that that reasonable, sustainable way of doing it, right? And you gotta you gotta find the way that works for you. And you've and and what I what I like what you said. I really like what you said is is you know taking that time to be introspective, and and I think it can be really helpful to even schedule that time. 
right? If, if you say you have a, a four week workout plan or a six week workout plan, or, or you're, you're doing a program of, of whatever length, I think it'd be great to have a almost miles, like milestone checkups, like in a business where you're like, Oh, am I on the right track? Uh, and then you can have things like, Oh, what do I weigh or what's my waist? But also you can have mental milestone checkups, like you're saying, like, okay, let's stop for a second. You know, how am I feeling about this? And, uh, just like you said, how can I make sure that I just keep going and how, how can I keep going? Yeah. It's like, it's just like a, like a personal audit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's funny you're, you're mentioning this, like, so in, in one of the, some of the course material that I'm creating right now, uh, that's one of the things I, I mentioned. Tracking progress is something that is expected, right? Tracking progress when you go to the gym, it's just kind of expected. Does everyone do it? No. Like a lot of people don't do it, but, but it's, it's something that you should totally do. But I like to take it a step beyond that and kind of have, you know, monthly audits. So maybe just sit down on the fourth, you know, the, the fourth Sunday of every month or, you know, every four weeks, just sit down and say, look at your logs. How many training sessions have you, have you missed? Have you missed any, you know, and if you did, why, um, you know, and then look at your nutrition. How many days have you, have you eaten well and eaten according to plan, depending on how that is for you. And then kind of look at, look at where you're at and, and assess your goal you know, are you closer to your goal than you were 28 days ago or not? And a lot of times when people can get clear and they can see, they can kind of see it outside of themselves. That's why I like having these audits because you can kind of look at your, your data in a way that is kind of objective. It's kind of like looking at your checkbook, right? You look at it and you're like, oh, well, this is how much I spent this month and this is how much I earned. I need to, I need to make some changes or Hey, I did really good on my budget. This is how it is. And I like, I like doing this because it helps people see, okay, my goal is fat loss and I lost two pounds this month and I did 90% of my training sessions and I only missed three days of nutrition. In my opinion, if you're two, two pounds lighter and you've been doing your workouts and you're, you know, you're feeling good about your nutrition and that was a good month. But, but on the other end, if you missed you know, a lot of sessions and you overate a lot and you went out to eat and you did all these other things and, and you didn't lose any weight. Well, it's better to catch it right then than to sporadically look back over six months and realize, oh, I started screwing up in month number two and I never made adjustments to, to fix it. So it's, it's kind of just forcing yourself to be a little more introspective and, and also practicing a little objectivity on yourself, which is, not, you know, it's easier said than done, but, but practicing that objectivity and how you're doing can go a long way in um, helping you make progress. And I also think, too, being really good about keeping records of what you're doing is, let's just put it this way, I've never seen it being a bad thing. It's, it's, it's you know, it might be a little tedious to track something in an Excel sheet or track it on your phone or keep notebooks. It might seem tedious at the time, but, uh, when you look back, you're going to be so happy you kept those notes rather than looking back saying, wow, I wish I had been a little more focused on record keeping because, you know, I've just never seen it being, um, 
you know, uh, a net bad uh, thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, when, when you talk about frustrations, right, when you say, oh, I'm not getting anywhere in my program or, you know, I've, I've been trying hard. But, you know, those are all subjective things, right? You don't have if you don't keep records, if you don't keep track of at least, a you know, a, a good percentage of what you're doing, then those are just feelings, you know, and sometimes your feelings are wrong. Like you probably are doing a lot better. And I, I've seen this with lots of people that I've worked with. They're doing a lot better than they think they are because it's easy. It's just like you said, we emotional beings. And then, you know, just looking in the mirror, we can't see that. You know, we can't. That's why it's always like with, if someone hasn't seen you for a while, right? They're the ones that can tell you like, oh, yeah, man, you, you look different. You, know, you look a lot different. You look better. You know, we, we can't see that for ourselves. So, the, you know, the objectivity of, of record, record keeping is, is, is major. I think it's totally important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times, too, uh, I think we sometimes tend to equate what we perceive as hard work with something that should be a reward as a result of that. And, and, and that's a very, that's kind of a very much, a, I don't know, I guess you can call it a Western thing. Um, but it's very much a, you know, it's, it's very, it's kind of predictable. We, we want everything to be very predictable. And um, we're also, as a result, we're very outcome dependent. So if you set out at first, hey, I'm going to work really hard and I should get this result. Well, you may perceive that you're working really hard, but an objective eye may be watching you saying, wow, you're really not pushing yourself or you're really not trying as hard as you think you are, but your perception tends to trick you in thinking that you deserve a certain reward. And uh, that can be, a, that can be a, a tough pill to swallow sometimes. And I've, I've been there in my own, you know, my own endeavors, my own training, uh, working really hard, thinking something should go a certain way. And then a coach will either say, hey, like, you're, you're really not putting in the effort that you think you are, or this just this just isn't panning out the way that you want it to so we have to change change course change direction change something and i think it's important for people to understand that a lot of times that perceived effort or that perceived idea of hard work may not be the price to pay in order to get a certain result it may it may require longer periods of time training it may require a different approach altogether um but that idea of expecting something because you think you're working hard can be super problematic in in whether or not you actually keep doing something. All right. Yeah, that's definitely the root of frustration, right? Um, what you're doing versus expectations. You know, are those expectations not just like say realistic because, you, you know, you want to have like these stretch goals. You want to have goals that push yourself. But, you know, I love what you said about the audit thing, like whether it's a personal audit or having someone look in at you, 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 we need that, right? You need that to, to get where we're going. Um, the inertia of, 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 uh, of, of like how we are as people, right. Is, is really, it's hard to change. It's hard to change. Yeah. It's super hard. Inertia is one of the, the biggest I would say the biggest detriments of any massive change because it can, you know, 
it's so hard to it's so hard to change directions in general and it's so hard to create new habits and make things different and it's easy to kind of get um kind of back to where you were without even realizing it and yeah you're totally right like i i, I was listening to a video and um, a guy was talking about inertia and he was talking about how um, people will start out really, really excited about a plan. You know, I'm going to do my nutrition, do my training, and everything's going to be awesome. And the first week, they work really, really hard. And then the second week, they don't work as hard. And then the third week, they start really going back to their old ways. And then, and then they just barely keep up just a tiny bit of what they started. And it's because inertia sets in. They just start to you know, they start to lose ground and start to kind of slide back. And, uh, but a lot of times people don't realize that that's happening. And so that's kind of where the audit comes in too. you know, to not allow yourself to, to get stuck in that place. I think, uh, what I really like about, you know, what we're talking about here is, you know, with fitness now and like with the internet and social media and all of these things, it's really easy to see the niches, Right. You got, you got weightlifting, you got CrossFit, bodybuilding, you know, uh, these calisthenics things, this movement, uh, you know, culture thing, you know, gymnastics and all of these things. It's really easy to kind of segment it, right? Segment it out. And there's all this information like, okay, here's this guy's program. You know, here's our program. You know, JC's telling me how to transform myself. You know, all of these, all of these things. And then the information is just crazy. And you, you, for me, I look at it in a different way because I've seen all of this. You know, I've seen all of this since I was a teenager. I've read all the muscle magazines, right? I was there in the, in the beginning of the internet where there were these forums and, you know, I've seen all of the marketing and the fitness stuff and like the six pack abs and, and all of this. But for me, I like looking past that kind of hook and that beginning thing where, where people are just trying to get you into their stuff. Right. And, and that's, again, it's not necessarily dishonest where, you know, you, everybody has something that, uh, they want to either they're trying to be helpful or they're trying to make money. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way, the way it goes. And, 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 and thankfully, and I'm, you know, I'm not just saying this for whatever, but you know, we've set out to help people. I know that's what you did too. I mean, you made your transformation and then you saw, wow. Okay. And then this is what I've learned. But what I like about it, too, and why I keep reading your stuff and I keep reading some of these other things that maybe uh, aren't totally, um, you know, synchronous with the GMB and you know, what, the, what we're doing is because you want to look at these core concepts, right? We want to look at, you know, internal motivations. We want to look at, you know, how can we make this part of uh, your lifestyle? How can we make fitness and health uh, fit for you? Right. And, and all of these things you're talking about, we want to, you want to have some sort of objectivity. We want to kind of circumvent some of these plateaus by having this internal look, you know, look at what you're doing. We want to be able to say, okay, I'm not feeling great this week. You know, let's, let's look at why that's happening versus, oh, I'm just going to hop over to another program now because obviously it's not working for me. And so, you know, and that's what I've, I've seen in your writing for over the years. And, and I remember one of the first things I read from you oh, years ago, you know, on, on Facebook talked about that. It talked about like, you know, and it's funny because you were doing all that kind of bro stuff, right? <laughs> all of that, you know, get swollen, get ripped and all that stuff. But then 
of course, that's like your audience, and then that's just a fun way of doing it. But you, you also come up with these these real authentic things, and it, it doesn't matter if you're like twenty five years old, just trying to get bigger pecs or whatever, or if you're like forty five and you're like, oh man, I need to start moving a little bit better, or else I'm not going to be able to keep up with my kids, or else I'm going to, or worse, right? You end up in a hospital because you're just not taking care of yourself. It's the same things, right? It's the same things. We all want to figure out how can we uh how can we improve ourselves in a way that we can keep it up we can keep going and that's what i appreciate appreciate a lot about your stuff well thanks i mean it it didn't you know i i didn't really when i first started all this stuff i didn't really know where it was going to go i was just kind of going with my experiences and what i had learned and just wanted to share that honestly just wanted to share that with people and um it just really resonated. And then as I began to learn more and more, and especially as I worked with more and more people, um, I just gravitated more towards the idea of, you know, what's the, you know, why, why be physically active, right? Like, like, you know, it's, it's a, to us, the way we kind of see the world from, you know, they call it the physical culture, right? Like people that are just really into working out, and when I really got into it and started seeing it for what it is, I, uh, I started looking at it more from a standpoint of, you know, physical activity is really important. And it's probably more important than a lot of people think it is until it's, um, some people, unfortunately, it's too late. And you probably see this more and more. People come in and they have, you know, joint issues or mobility problems that if you were, if me or you or Andy or someone taught them how to move properly, let's just say 10 years ago or 15 years ago, it, it could, it could totally in another, you know, alternate universe could have totally changed their life. Like they could have been a different person. And that's what became really important to me over time was, you know, not even just with movement, but with health too. Like realizing that, you know, a lot of the stuff we hear or a lot of stuff we're exposed to um, is not maybe necessarily the best thing. And it's hard to know whether or not it's the best thing until you kind of really get into it. And, uh, but anyway, yeah, like as I've evolved and grown and learned more and learned more about myself and learned more about individuals, uh, the thing I'm really, you know, thinking about more and more these days is, is, uh, you know, how is exercise and food, you know, how does it allow us to live fully and kind of express ourselves fully? And um, how do we kind of maintain uh, the youthfulness and just the ability to move in general? You know, like to me, that's become really important. It's kind of an over, like, I, I think that's also too, I got really interested in the, the psychology and the habit stuff because all that underlies the physical culture you know, what you believe and what you, what you believe and what, what you're thinking about will tend to express itself eventually. If you believe that you're always going to be fat and sick, well, you're not going to get out of your chair and quit playing video games because that's what you believe. But if you believe you can be healthy and strong, then your habits start to push you towards that, that place of being healthy and strong. So to me, that's really important. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about Going back to that, you know, that 30 day thing on the surface, 
you know, on the surface, it's about how you look and, and all of these kind of ancillary things, but you, you go a little bit deeper going past that 30 days and you're, you're understanding it's a, it is health. It is fitness. It's not like movement or, or, or lifting the, the most weight or, or getting like 18 inch arms after a certain point. Right. I mean, at, at that, that can only last so long. <laughs> can only last yeah. so long. Right. If, it, not, if you can yeah, even have it at wrong all. With pursuing those goals. Right. You know, that's, that's really fantastic. Especially, especially if you can have a really good time doing it. Right. That's, that's when it becomes, you know, amazing. No, but, and that's what it is. It's, it's not those things themselves. Right. It's how you approach it. It's, it's how, what you get out of it. Oh yeah. Right. It's, it's like the, you know, that cliche saying, and you know, the lessons in life is in the journey, not the destination. You have the most fun while you're doing the thing, not when you, not when you get the thing, because when you get the thing, you may realize that it wasn't the thing you wanted at all. You, right. just, want, you just wanted the, ex- you just wanted the experience. Right. Getting. Yeah. But you won't know that at the beginning. You just can't, right. You can't know that. Oh man. Oh, thanks so much for, for coming on to the show. And it's great and taking the time out of your day. I know you're doing a lot of writing and then, uh, so you got the, the new Kindle books coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So stay lean or longer. It's already available, but it'll be, it'll be available through Kindle market, um, pretty soon. Um, working on a new fat loss product that is, uh, just about done working on some back end things and some final edits. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what, pretty much where 90% of my writing focus is going these days outside of articles and blurbs on social media and that type of thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a lot of that stuff. And then um, we'll definitely keep everybody updated. Uh, so on the show page here, we're going to have links to JC's site uh, and then ways to contact him if you want any information. I'm real glad you were able to get you on here. I mean, we've been friends for a long time and, you know, over the Internet again. But it's it's the same thing, man. Like I haven't, I have friends from like high school I haven't seen in years, and we only see each other like on Facebook. It's the same thing. Well, We're still yeah, friends. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I've, you know, I've chatted with Andy a little bit, and um, you know, I've hung out with Andy some, and uh, I'm intending on whenever you guys have another. When you guys, when we're when we're all in a place that you guys are together, I'm gonna do my best to make it out to a, oh, a meetup of some sort. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, JC. Um, okay, everybody. Thanks so much for listening in. Real happy to have you on board. If you need anything, uh, please feel free to contact us, info at gmb.io. Thanks again, JC. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. For more great info, join us over at gmb.io. And be sure to check us out on iTunes and YouTube.